topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome once again to the Phoenix 5-0 Info Show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. As always, we're coming to you from Phoenix Police Headquarters in downtown, uh, beautiful downtown Phoenix. I'm joined today by uh, Adrian Aguirre and Tim Thomas from the Phoenix Police Foundation. Welcome, guys. Excellent. So uh, we're here to talk today about the Phoenix Police Foundation. Uh, Tim, can you just give us a quick overview on what it is? Sure. The foundation is we're a nonprofit organization that exclusively supports the Phoenix Police Department, really in three ways. Uh, we have what we like to call fund, honor, and assist. So those are the three pillars we focus on. Unmet capital needs, uh, recognition, and financial assistance are really the core things we focus on. Okay. And how long have you been around? Because I've been on for about 25 years, and it seems like uh, when I came to public affairs in oh, about 2013 is usually, I think, when we started gearing up for, uh, you know, those big events and looking for funding and, and figuring out who we were going to tap for that type of help. But how long has the Phoenix Police Foundation been around? So the foundation started in 2001, and for some reason, it, it went what I call dormant for a few years, but it was still active, but just didn't do a whole lot. And then we kind of have a resurgence in 2014. Uh, when Chief Garcia came from Dallas and really kind of said, where's the foundation? Because a lot of major municipalities, their, their large uh, departments have police foundations uh, that help support the department and their needs. And so you've said it before that the Phoenix Police Foundation supports with non-budgetary items. Is that correct? Yeah. So we, we're, we're not here to relieve any duties from the city or the department. But what we are able to do is when there are gaps or there isn't funding or we can do something faster, um, we're here to do that. So it's very broad, the areas that we've touched, uh, everything from building the uh, ice cream treats, cool treats van for community outreach to the little guys to tactical stuff for our SWAT team. And you've helped out the canines quite a bit, right? We have. In fact, this, just this last year, we had that we we received a large grant, and we were able to buy some really unique stuff, life preservation stuff for the canine unit, including floors, uh, thermal imaging technology, underdoor cameras, throw bots, so an additional layer to put into search of a, a building or a structure before we put a dog or a handler in. So, yeah, speaking tactically, we want to make sure that it's clear and safe, at least as safe as we can accept you know, the risk before we put our doggies in there, right? That's right. And we saw, you know, with Dennis, uh, you know, got shot. One of our dogs got shot uh, a year or so ago um, by a bad guy. And, and if we had this technology in play, that might not have happened. So we're, we're glad to do everything we can to keep everybody safe, including, you know, the community. Good, good. And each one of these things, it starts with a grant request. So there's a lot of thought and preparation put into the requests that we write up to ask the foundation to help fund these. So I'm not going to, this isn't a, a lighthearted question, but what's some of the most unique and necessary things that we've reached out to the foundation for to, to get help with? So, uh, you know, a lot of youth programming, um, which is something that, you know, we have officers that can participate in these programs, but there isn't always budget uh, stuff for uniforms or activities or events. So youth programming is a big area that we're able to support that, you know, makes a lot of sense because there might not be budget for that type of thing. Um, other than that, you know, like I mentioned, the ice cream uh, truck is kind of unique, um, something that probably wouldn't happen without the foundation's help. And we're always looking for opportunities to support the department with what they need. And we've done, like I said, a lot of 
different things across the department, including recognition and uh, financial assistance when uh, bad things happen. Excellent. And we're talking with Tim Thomas from the Phoenix Police Foundation, and we're also joined by Adrian Aguirre. Adrian, before I get over to you, I want to ask Tim, because he's got an interesting story about how you became full-time involved in the foundation. You were part of the board through uh, a local large business, and then you just kind of had a change of heart. Is that how it goes? Yeah, sort of. It's, uh, I like to say I left the big paycheck for the little paycheck, but uh, it was really a decision of passion for me. I spent 22 years in healthcare and became a board member when I was at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona and uh, just saw the potential and the benefit to what this foundation could do, but it would require full-time attention. So I made a, a very philosophical decision to leave Blue Cross and do this full-time uh, six years ago. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you for your service, Adrian. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, so how did you become involved in the Phoenix Police Foundation? So I saw the job posting and I reached out to my uncle who is on Phoenix Fire. And I'm like, hey, uh, is there any way that you can help me with this? <laughs> I know you have friends. So he ended up reaching out with one of his friends and they kind of pushed my application along because I do have family who are retired uh Phoenix PD or still working for Phoenix PD. And I'm very passionate about what we do here at the foundation. So this is definitely something that I wanted to do. I, my background in marketing is Hensley beverage. I worked at Shamrock foods. So I've worked for very big companies and doing this, I feel more rewarded every single day I come into work. So I'm very happy that I was able to get on and work with Tim. Good. You and I have uh, quite a bit in common. I grew up here, family on the department, and I always kind of knew, okay, well, Phoenix is a large city. We're actually the fifth largest city in the U.S. right now, but I didn't really know the scope and breadth of the actual department, the police department, until I got involved on the inside of it. Were you surprised to see just how big and busy we are? Oh, yeah. I had no clue until I actually got here, and I think it was last month. Tim took me over to the academy and I had no clue that that's what it would look like or anything that happened over there. And I even told Tim, I'm like, this is crazy. I did not think this at all. When you think about the academy, that's not what I pictured in my head. What were some of the things that surprised you? So we drove past the canine training. That was crazy. And I know we helped reduce some of that stuff. So actually seeing in person, I was like, whoa, that's that's weird. And then the tactical village, that was also something that I wouldn't be able to picture in my head and seeing it in person. It was just a new experience for me, for the, sure. The tactical village, because I taught down there for quite a bit of time, it's this fake neighborhood with all different style buildings that it's completely safe. And the instructors will put our students through there with different, less lethal tools. And a lot of those tools were grant funded from the foundation. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, uh, Great. So moving on, uh, where do you see the foundation uh, the next five years? So we're, we continue to grow, you know, and Adrian is evidence of that. So, you know, I started, I've been, was doing this five, pretty much solo for four years. We brought on Brenda uh, about two years ago for some admin help. And now we've got Adrian helping with special events and marketing. So where we want to be in five years is double where we are today. Uh, we want to continue to, um, you know, bring attention to what we're doing. And when we do that, we find that the community is very supportive uh, because what we're doing, while it supports the women and men of the department, it does trickle down to our communities and helping uh, keep everybody safe. And it's a very challenging time right now in law enforcement, being over 500 you know, sworn uh, down. 
And so anything we can do to help enhance that really is uh, where we want to be. Great. And we're seeing a lot of that on your uh, social media pages as well, right? You guys are pretty active out there. That's yeah. that's terrific. <laughs> yeah. So um, we've got a couple of events coming up here in the fall that we uh, worked with you on. Uh, one of those, of course, being the Phoenix Police Annual Awards Ceremony. Um, this will be uh, probably my fifth or sixth time that you and I have worked together on this, and we're going to run you through the rigor, Adrian, as we get closer <laughs> to the event. But uh, that's just a, a, an event that you guys help with, that we pull up all of the uh, officers and civilians who are receiving medals of valor or merit or the police shield. And they're all different types of honors that we give to our people for the heroic and courageous things that they do that uh, go above and beyond. So uh, your uh, the Phoenix Police Foundation's participation in that is, uh, we couldn't do it without you. So we want to thank you for that. But it's it's just a time for uh, the families, the communities, the fellow officers, and the foundation to stand up and recognize those uh, those heroics that were done in the past year or so. We're looking forward to that because we're back on stage and not through COVID and we're not doing it virtually, but we're going to be going through that. So, But the other one I wanted to give you the floor for was the Women in Blue event. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and what to expect? Yeah, so Adrian, this is going to be her, her first Women in Blue. So this is an event that is designed specifically to recognize the amazing work that women in the department are doing. And this year we've got three awards. We've got an up-and-comer. We've got a elevating women in law enforcement and an act of valor. So we're hitting kind of all the areas where we see amazing work being done. And it's a luncheon, and it's just a great event. Uh, this is our sixth one. We're having a great, you know, a great time with it. People walk out of there smiling, having a good time. And uh, to your point, you know, the Pride in Our Heroes, this is a good example of what the foundation does, where we're able to fund that event but the department does most of the work where Women in Blue, we do all the work, but we bring all the, the officers and the community together to, to celebrate the amazing work that uh, our officers are doing. That's excellent. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the stories that we'll hear? I'm not sure if it's public yet. Have you announced who the recipients are going to be of these honors? We don't, make, we don't broadly announce them until the day because we want it to be a little bit of a surprise. But I can tell you a little bit about the awards. Uh, the up-and-comer is a person that is someone who is – demonstrated exceptional uh, performance earlier in their career, and we have high hopes for where they're going to go. Our Elevating Women in Law Enforcement is an award where we have an officer who's done something to promote women in law enforcement, gone that extra mile or is out in the community doing things. And then the Act of Valor is really where we see you know, a female officer who has put herself on the line to, to protect somebody else. And this year, um, I can't tell you it had to do with a critical incident and, and the uh, female officer being shot in the line of duty uh, on a domestic uh, violence call. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing to be able to honor these police officers. And I know we put the caveat on there, well, they're female officers. But you know what? When we're all out there and we're so shoulder to shoulder and we're doing the job, we're all officers. It's just like when a, a member of the community would jump in there and do some types of heroics. You know, we're all part of the same community. So I think it's great as a father of daughters, you know, and married to the wife who I idolize. Uh, I think it's a excellent example to put it out there to anybody who wants that inspiration to go out and do good. Uh, what Women in Blue does is uh, amazing. Do you guys recall any of the previous honorees or what their stories were like? Yeah, we've had, uh, so the first five, we had a wide variety and it's not always a sworn officer. We've had uh, Jody Wolf, who was the administrator over at the lab, world renowned for her forensic um, administrative um, work. Um, we've had one of our pilots who's a, a female pilot. Uh, recognize Corinne for, you know, all the things that she's done gone, you know, very difficult to get to that position for anybody. 
uh, let alone a more male-dominated uh, industry. Uh, we've had other cadets, you know, for the up-and-comer that have become cadets and then PAs and want to be sworn, similar to what we're going to see this year. So a wide variety, but all amazing stories. Excellent. Adrian, oh, you were talking to me earlier. Adrian, you, it's Adrian with an E at the, yeah. in somewhere at the end. And <laughs> yeah. how, did, how did that happen? So my mom likes to joke around. Is it a joke? I don't know. But she says that she was so messed up on painkillers that she forgot how to spell Adrian. So she ended up using the E instead of the I. So it's A-D-R-E-A-N instead of I-A-N. So that's just a fun little fact. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> So uh, you're with the Phoenix Police Foundation. Uh, what would you like to see done or what would you like to accomplish while you're here? I hope to expand the marketing a little bit more. That's kind of like my goal. Really tap into the social media. Let's work on the online donations. What else can I bring to the table? How can I elevate events and what other events can we do to help fundraise for Phoenix? Excellent. So how do we get involved? Where, where can we find out more information? You could definitely visit our website, phoenixpolicefoundation.org. Um, that kind of gives you the whole thing of what we're about, what we do, how you can donate, and how you can help us. Excellent. And follow you on social media? Yes. So what are those tags, you know? The usernames? So would, a, yeah. would, a search, would a search find them? <laughs> we're active on uh, right now on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So for we, they're slightly different, but Facebook is Phoenix Police Foundation, and Instagram is PHX Police Foundation. Foundation. Excellent. Well, thank you both, Tim Thomas and Adrian Aguirre from the Phoenix Police Foundation for joining us and uh, sharing those stories. We're looking forward to getting involved with you all. And uh, so I'd also like to thank my uh, producer, Pablo. And uh, as always, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earn a cash reward, and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together. And be safe out there. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.